0: It is The Brink, your mother's favourite podcast or potentially your third uncle's favourite podcast as we come to you for 2023. Can you believe that we're still on air? This is my 20th year on air on some form or another. So, as our first guest will probably tell you today, I'm old as fuck because that is what happens. And I may as well introduce her right now because she is laughing and we're off to a good start. It's everybody's second favorite New Yorker. It's Casey Hauer. And Casey, welcome back.
1: Who is everyone's first favorite New
0: Yorker? That, of course, is David Letterman. He's actually from Indiana. But, like, I don't know. Who's a famous New Yorker? Lots of them. Um, who's your favorite New Yorker? I have no idea. You, you have no idea? No. No? Okay. Well, anyway, you're not your favorite New Yorker?
1: Since I'm no longer a New Yorker? You're no. not. You're
0: not a local New Yorker?
1: No, I'm not.
0: Okay, then. Well, anyway, you're sitting in my living room, which is new. Um, I'm in Sydney. I don't think I've done an episode in Sydney yet, which is fun. So did you ever think that you would be doing a podcast episode in a lounge room in Sydney, Australia?
1: That was not something that I thought I would be doing.
0: Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're having so much fun with this microphone. I, you need to lean in like this and talk into it. It's it, Don't be afraid of it. It won't hurt you.
1: It's just so close.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's how it works. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, shouldn't
1: ha- a good microphone pick up farther away?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, shouldn't it? Sure, your shit microphone. Um, it's the settings case. Usually it's only me who talks into this. I don't usually have a guest in my house, so...
1: So why not change the settings? Why are you making me
0: do this? So you're having fun in Australia then? (laughs) Is this the time of your life?
1: Yes. Highlight of my life.
0: It is a highlight of your life. Uh, How how do you feel being alive in the year of 2023? Did you ever think to yourself as a little girl that you would make it this far in life?
1: I mean, I had hoped so.
0: (laughs) I don't know. You could have been like 15 and gone like, I will be dead by 2019. I don't know.
1: No, that is, not that, a, well. that is not a thing that I thought. No? Okay, so, good. Feeling great.
0: How has the year started off for you? Have you thought, wow, modern technology, isn't this amazing? You can order food from your phone at the table. You can have it sent to you. I mean, it's it's very modern, isn't it?
1: It is, but that's also the same as it was in 2022. So Well,
0: I wouldn't know. I was dead last year. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you are here to welcome me back. Um, We have lots of fun stuff to do on the show today, some of the stuff involving you. I'm going to quiz you soon about Australia. I'm going to give you an actual quiz about Australia, and I think you've got a quiz for me. Is that true?
1: Yes. I have a dumb trivia quiz for you. About what? I literally Googled dumb trivia. Uh,
0: And is it just, (laughs) what what (laughs) does that come up, like dumb and dumber trivia or like what?
1: Nope, just silly trivia. All
0: right. Well, I look forward to that. Um Let's go to something now and we will come back and do something after this. We always love to take a trip down memory lane on this show and bring you some classic interviews that we've had, of course, in our very long history. You heard me mention probably a little bit there with Casey that this is my 20th year on air, which is scary to think about that. Next year, we will be able to say that 20 years of the brink in some capacity being on air, but we'll get to that at another point. But... A lot of interviews we've had in our history, big names, little names, everyone in between. And we're going to play two for you today because these are two interviews from the same person that were done very much in the same couple of months, basically within six months of each other. Jeff Fat, the Purple Wiggle, wake up Jeff, you know him. We spoke to him back in 2011, not once but twice. We spoke to him in May and in August and uh, obviously a, an icon of music in Australia. Still going strong as well, if you don't mind. I know the original Wiggles are often touring uh, as a separate group to the newer Wiggles, doing sort of more adult-based shows of old songs in an adult environment. So lots uh, lots to do there. But I am honoured to play these two chats with Jeff because they were two varying chats that I had with the man back in 2011, of course, in the Brink Breakfast Radio days. So sit back, relax, and listen to our two chats with the Purple Wiggle, Jeff Fat back from 2011. Jeff Fat was one of the founding members of the Wiggles who started performing back in 1991 after emerging from the 80s pub rock band, The Cockroaches. Throughout those 20 years, Jeff has become one of the most recognisable faces of the group, spanning the globe and making millions of dollars around the world, being named on Australia's richest entertainers list at the top for three years running during the noughties. Recently, the Wiggles have embarked on a 20-year anniversary tour, spanning their greatest hits, performing to Screaming Children's right across regional Australia. And I spoke to Jeff about that 20-year career and what it's like being told to wake up all the time and wearing that purple skivvy. The global spread of the Wiggles brand. I mean, you're being franchised off into other countries. I mean, that's just incredible.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. we're in uh, the Taiwanese, um, Mandarin-speaking Wiggles and also a um, Spanish-speaking Wiggles wow. in South America. So, um, yeah, that's been an interesting experience uh, Interesting
0: exercise. <laughs> but you're the you're the original. I mean, come on, you've you've got to travel to these countries sometimes. I mean, you obviously observe what they're doing and think it's fantastic. But um, do they still then recognise you as somebody's original, or are they sort of still stuck to their their local version of the wig? Uh,
2: well, we haven't we haven't actually toured in uh, like as Mandarin <laughs> the Mandarin speaking <laughs> areas or this the South American areas, which we would love to do. Um, what we've found of late is that. Dubbing is more the way to go, in that you have more control over your um, personnel. Well, we are our own personnel, but when you have um, a franchise type arrangement, it's hard to keep, harder to keep the personnel. The um, uh, they might have other things that they want to pursue. So, mm. um, yeah, we found that's that's the better option, and um, we'd love to um, go to uh, to perform in Italy, uh, where it's been dubbed in Italian, and and uh, do a concert there and rattle out a few key Italian <laughs> phrases. <so.
0: laughs> I think it's something that everybody at home should do. They should jump onto YouTube and uh, and look up the, the Mandarin speaking yeah. wiggles or the Spanish speaking wiggles. And,
2: and for us it's very refreshing to to see that. Now <laughs> some of them sometimes they're a bit more wiggle like than
0: we are. <laughs> <laughs> they've got they've got the finger roll very well yeah. doing well,
2: well they're much younger than us so. a <laughs>
0: <laughs> bit, more, bit more I'm sure they're not as enthusiastic. You but you may be a bit older in age, but I mean, you know, deep down Jeff I'm sure yeah. you're still you're still out there. Come on.
2: You're Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> now, obviously, of course, through the years, too, the Wiggles have collaborated with some big names. You know, you're talking Kylie Minogue. Uh, John Fogarty. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Paris, Steve Irwin, even as well, you Steve know. Good, yeah. I mean, it's fantastic to sort of have those collaborations with the children's group. Is there anybody out there that you, you're dying to work with?
2: Oh, um, ooh, that, that's a tough one. Um, there's lots... <laughs> I could I could see um, some of
0: these some of these people. You can get like one of these American rappers out there. I'm sure. I mean, Susan Boyle, even. Come on.
2: That that, that would be a good one. That would
0: be fantastic. <laughs> she would look very good yeah, in um, a Dorothy the Dinosaur outfit. Yeah, that would be very interesting. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she, she, her voice would be very similar to Dorothy's singing voice. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> exactly. <No. laughs> what uh, can the kids expect from the current tour that is coming up? Of course, embarking on a regional Australia tour. Twenty years yeah. of hits to go. Well.
2: Being being the twentieth anniversary, we we're going to perform all the all the, the classic hits like you rock, rock your Rocker by Your Bear, Hot Potato, Fruit Salad Yummy Yummy, and um, Two Two Chugga Chugga Big Red Car. The best so ones, the best ones. They will definitely be in the show. Plus, we've put in a, a smattering of um, songs from our new um, uh, Ukulele Baby DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple of songs there, that, which is lots of fun you'll see Captain Feather Sword in a hula skirt and a a, um, strangely coloured wig (laughs) doing the hula sounds very
0: interesting indeed
2: (laughs) yeah but uh, it really is it's it's great fun and um, the children can uh, play along with their ukulele or you know they they can do air ukulele or air guitar and so that's it's all very um, interactive for the
0: As long as the kitties are having fun, that's the main thing. Now, um, have you actually ever been approached by a mattress or a sleeping company to do some endorsements for them?
2: Um, funnily enough, no. <laughs> really? There's a market no. out there maybe, for you, Jeff. Maybe it's just too obvious. <laughs> no? Well, that's the thing. As
0: soon as people have you know, been told, oh, yeah, we're, we've got Jeff from the Wiggles, automatically, oh, tell him he's got to wake up. Oh, yeah. you know, wake <laughs> up, Jeff.
2: Does, does it get tiring
0: or do you love it?
2: No, not at all. I mean, for, for the young ones, it's just so such an empowering thing for them to have the, to be able to wake up a grown-up, so I, I, <laughs> I don't mind that at all. Um, it's just that when you have it uh, coming from, teenagers who are slightly intoxicated at three o'clock in the morning going past your place um, <laughs> calling out wake up chef. <laughs> um, that's what I've been I've been told by my old neighbors because I've since moved the neighbors would say that that's what would happen. And, but I'm, I'm away. I am away most of
0: the time, so I never experience. <laughs> <laughs> we just just you just keep moving. You can be one of these sort of nomads. who are just always on the road, so they just they never know Jeff.
2: Exactly. They don't they yeah. know where he is really.
0: <laughs> and seriously, if there's if there's any alarm clock companies or bedding companies listening to this right now, give Jeff a call. I mean, that's just to me. That is just the perfect fit.
2: It's cold.
0: <laughs> it, 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 is, it is really. I mean, I could just see the ad now. Wake up, Jeff. You're on our mattresses. That's just absolutely fantastic. Now, uh, Jeff, uh, when the time does come for you and the other members to hang up the skivvies, you know, you said before that you're obviously not as young as you used to be, but I'm sure you guys are going to be continue around for as long as you can. Do you expect the Wiggles to continue forever with other members or do you wish for them to just retire and be a great memory?
2: Well, I mean, we've always said that we'll continue doing this for as long as we enjoy it, and that's what is happening at the moment. Um, but I guess there'll be different... Um, timelines for when each people, for, for when each member of the Wiggles um, is still physically able to do it. So uh, when that time comes, we will, I guess it'll be a similar process to um, what happened with Greg with, yeah. and, and just being honest with the audience and um, explaining the situation as to why um, that particular Wiggle is no longer able to perform. But, uh, right now, Touchwood we're all strong and healthy and, uh, <laughs> and ready and raring to go, to, uh, keep
0: going. I'm sure you'll be going around for many years to come, Jeff. Thank you very much for your time here on the Brink and Edge Radio. You, of course, can catch the Wiggles currently touring around regional Australia on their 20-year tour, and it has been an honour to speak to Mr Purple Wiggle yourself, Jeff. and I have to say it, wake up! <laughs> of
2: course! <laughs> thank you, Ben. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> oh! oh. Oh, can you keep that noise down? I'm trying to sleep.
0: Jeff Fatt is one of the most popular and well-known members of the Wiggles and has now been a part of the group for over 20 years. In July, Jeff was diagnosed with heart arrhythmia and underwent emergency surgery which sidelined him for their recent US tour. During the week, I spoke to Jeff about his recent health scare, as well as being a judge for the Emmys and his unusual hobby that he has had for a very long time. Jeff, welcome back to the program. Thank
2: you. Thank you,
1: Ben.
0: Now, since the last time we spoke, Jeff, you have been in the news a little bit due to health issues involving your heart. Now, can you update our listeners on how you're feeling and how long it will be till you're back with the guys?
2: Um, well, I'm feeling quite well at the moment, and all things... Being the same, I will be joining the guys at the start of the, our um, tent tour around Australia.
0: So it's good to hear that you're all good, and obviously there's a bit of publicity during the week on 60 Minutes and all that, so obviously a lot of well wishes coming your way, even after the surgery itself. I'm sure the fans would have been sending you a lot of fan mail and well wishes.
2: Yeah, there have been lots of messages of, of uh, getting it well quick, and um, and also when the guys were on tour in the US um, just recently, uh, they were getting a lot of um, signs and that in the audience, and cards and things, uh, Wishing my um, my speedy recovery. So it's uh, really nice.
0: And speaking of that US tour, it was the first time that you've missed a show in over twenty years. Now, was this the most disappointing aspect of having to go to hospital?
2: Uh, yes, it, it, it was. Um, the fact that I'd never missed a show in twenty years, it was, yeah, it was. It was um, not good. Um, by the same token, I saw some of the shows on YouTube, and um, and Brad, who was filling in for me, was doing a great job. So. <laughs> It was It was great to see that the show was as entertaining as ever and um, and which will also extend into our um upcoming uh, Australian tour. The show
0: must always go on of course now with Brad, did you give him any advice before he went away? Did you give him any special tips on how to fall asleep at the correct time and how to wake up when the kids tell him to? he no,
2: just he just had to, he just had to um, do that <laughs> as how he felt was right uh, it's, um, I, I think when when someone feels in for you. The person who does the filling in has to be their own person, so you, it's, otherwise it's, it becomes a bit plastic
0: otherwise. Yeah, and wake up, Brad. I don't know how that really sounds. I'm sure <laughs> after a while the kids would get used to it, but wake up, Jeff, has such a better ring to it. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but obviously something of this magnitude happening to you is, is a big wake-up call to a person. Now, how will life be different for Jeff Fat from this day on?
2: Um, well, it'll essentially be business as usual, except there'll be no contact sports for me. Um, <laughs> And I don't think I'll be um, swinging from the trapeze
0: oh, upside no. down. Um,
2: I'll, we'll modify the show around that. I'll, I'll still be, uh, I will still be—I can still run around and things like that, so that's, that won't be a problem.
0: There'll be especially fitted trapeze for people with pacemakers. <laughs>
2: yeah, a very slow-moving one. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a mechanical one, so there won't be much effort on your behalf on it. Yeah, but
2: apparently um, I'm, I'm, I can do all my usual activities which includes bike riding and, and surfing and stuff like
0: that. So. Oh well, there you go surfing I mean that's always a positive to have. I think if you if you missed out on your surfing I think that would have been an even bigger disappointment wouldn't it?
2: Yes exactly.
0: <laughs> now um, I should also mention that since the last time we did speak um, I managed to obviously catch your show when you guys were here in Hobart. First time I've ever been to a Wiggles concert Jeff and I had an absolute blast. It was a spectacular show. Oh
2: thank you. It's, it's great. It's, um, yeah, we try and make it uh, as interesting for the grown ups as well as the children but the children are our, our first focus. You no, know,
0: I went along with a friend who I had a had a small boy and uh, he brought his little ukulele along to play along with ah. ukulele baby and then the guys coming yeah. into the crowd. I mean, it was just an amazing experience. I mean, being to a lot of concerts, it's the first one I've been to as in a children's concert for some time and it really surprised me as to the way the kids reacted. I mean, they were just, not only were they excited, they were starstruck. I mean, they seemed to go through so many different emotions. I mean, that's something you obviously get used to every time you perform. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, A show, a wee show, can be the very first experience that a child has at a concert. So um, we try and make it as as friendly and as entertaining as possible. And uh, you do get a a wide range of reactions to the show. I mean, obviously there'll be some children who are who are um, crying in the the foyer, perhaps, or because because they've never been amongst such a huge crowd of other people. Um, Whereas there are other children who are sort of right up at the front. And they're just totally in awe of, of what's going
0: on. I'm sure they get used to it, obviously, as they grow up. They're going to all different concerts as they grow up. Now, recently, yourself, Jeff, you were a part of a judging panel that helped choose three finalists for the best children's show category in the International Emmy Awards. Now, how was this experience? And was it basically as easy as sitting around all day watching kids shows?
2: Um, there was a bit of sitting around watching, but it was it was really interesting, just the diversity of, um, of shows around the world. And um, uh, yeah. The the one that I actually picked was actually it wasn't from like a an English speaking country, so it was it was it's very interesting. I, I can't give away any, much more than that so, <laughs> No, no hidden <here> <laughs>
0: secrets here on the brink unfortunately this no, morning No,
2: but there's some fa- there is some fantastic programs going
0: around I'm sure we'll definitely look forward to that Now Jeff, last time we spoke to you we unfortunately didn't get a chance to ask our five questions that we like to ask all our guests Now we will ask those to you in just a moment to wrap up the interview but before I do get to those five questions I found out a very interesting fact about you, that you do actually like to take one photo a day of eventful things that happen to you during the day. Now, is this something that you still keep up with, and how often do you go back and look at these photos?
2: I don't go back and look at them very much, although I have been doing that recently because I have had a lot of downtime, and, um and it's all towards uh, putting on an exhibition... Uh, at the Powerhouse Museum in Sydney of, wow. of uh, twenty years of Wiggles, um, I've selected a couple of photos um, from each of, from each year that I've been taking them, um, and that's uh, since nineteen ninety that I started taking a photo at, a photo a day. Um, obviously, there are some days that I've missed out because of camera malfunctions or things like that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm putting in the best of over the last twenty twenty years, and I'm I'm still doing that. Uh, to this day.
0: That's a brilliant hobby. I tell you what, I suppose with the invention of the digital camera and the mobile phone camera, it's made it a whole lot easier for you as well.
2: It has made it a whole lot easier, but you have to be, it, with digital, you have to be a bit more careful about backing
0: your stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Well, before we get to these five questions, you can feel free to take a picture of yourself on the phone and use that as today's photo. How does that sound? That would be
2: a good one, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we're going to get to these five questions to wrap this interview up. Now, Jeff, these are probably some of the easiest questions you will ever face in your career. So if you're nice and ready and, dare I say, awake, we'll get into these questions right about now. Now, Jeff Fat, what is your favorite type of cheese? <laughs>
2: Okay, that's that's a good one. Um, Probably
0: camembert. Camembert is a very popular choice. As I said, we like to ask the hard questions here on the brink. So you will leave this interview wishing that every single question you will get asked in the rest of your career will be this
2: easy.
0: (laughs) Camembert, they're definitely a popular choice. Question number two: Are you a folder or a scruncher? I
2: am definitely a.
0: Right. See, we've had a recent trend towards the folding, and I'm waiting for the scrunches to catch up. So I'm glad then that you're bringing them back up there.
2: Folding is to dare
0: I say, anal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably true. But yes, no scrunching. I suppose you're in a bit of a rush. You're not really wanting to concentrate on too much what you're doing there, really, are you? But that's a,
2: but that's a, I like, and that's a very interesting question. That's a great, great topical one over a coffee table. <laughs> it is. I think
0: that definitely next time you're uh, having a chat with the friends and you're, you're losing topics to talk about, always bring up that question. It's a good icebreaker, I can tell you that one. Uh, question number three. Growing up, what was your dream job?
2: Oh, um be a mattress salesman. i mattress <laughs> <No>. salesman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I really had no idea what I, what I wanted to do when I was growing up, and um, it's only since doing what the wiggles do that i, I realized that that was my
0: calling <laughs> you just disappointed so many kids out there listening who thought oh jeff wants to be a mattress salesman just like i do <laughs> we'll put that down as your answer jeff we'll just you know ignore the fact that it was a bit funny uh, question number four uh also growing up did you have any childhood crushes were there any celebrity posters on jeff fat's wall
2: um my uh in my Teenage years, I had Jimi Hendrix.
0: That's all right. You've got to have the rock stars up there. I mean, I had sporting heroes up my wall. Um, I think I had a few band posters up there. And growing up, I mean, little kids, I'm sure, have plenty of Wiggles posters, so that's fine. Yeah, but
2: um, as, as a little kid, I don't think I had too much in the way of stuff up. But as a teenager, definitely Jimi Hendrix.
0: Got to go to the Jimmy. And final question for Jeff Fat. When it comes to uh, eating a bit of the lollies, if you're even allowed to eat them now since a bit of a health scare, do you like to chew on them straight away, go for the crunch, or do you like to suck on them for a while and say, the flavour
2: oh ok um, I do both I go. I can um, chew and crunch or suck on the flavour it um, depends on what the lolly is that's that's very
0: true I mean if they're really flavoursome you, you want to keep it there for a while but if it's not one, you're a one you'll be bored with it you just want to get rid of it right
2: yeah and if they're a bit chewy and getting stuck in your teeth you perhaps maybe want to them. So yeah,
0: like a minty or something like that. They're kind of, you go straight into them and then you get them all stuck around there, don't you? So It depends
2: on what the,
0: uh, the lolly is. Very true. Well, Jeff, bat appreciate your time here once again on the Brink and Edge Radio. We wish you all the best with your recovery and we cannot wait to see you return back to the Wiggles.
2: Thank you, thank you.
0: And we're back with everybody's least favourite New Yorker. She, um, She lost out, I think, I don't know. Really? How are you doing, Casey Harlan? Is that is that how you say your name? Harlan? No. I hated that. Yeah. Well, okay then. Um, you're in Australia, the land down under, mm-hmm. where I can't remember the lyrics of the song, but whatever. Uh, Vegemite sandwich and whatever. Uh, how are you? How are you finding? You're about to leave, thank God. But like, how have you found Australia?
1: Australia is great. Awesome. <laughs> 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 <You>.
0: <laughs> into the microphone into the microphone
1: i thought i was
0: so you see my positioning here How i'm like above it well,
1: i know you're, you're taller short. than me
0: do you want to swap chairs here um let's try that again how again any professional podcast would edit this out but this is the brink how are you finding or how have you found australia
1: Australia's great australia is fun
0: what have been your highlights of this trip to australia
1: the zoo was really fun the animals were out and about. We made eye contacts with some giraffes and some elephants.
0: All the iconic Australian animals.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, the truly iconic ones were asleep, so that was awkward, but the rest were out and about. Out and about.
0: And besides the zoo, what else have been your highlights?
1: The beaches.
0: Richard, tell, tell our listener which beach you went to.
1: Well, single listener, we went to Bondi, which was – Beautiful, very laid back, lots of fun. Manly, the ferry ride was very scenic.
0: Did you feel manly at Manly? No, did you? No, I've not felt manly my entire life. Oh, poor, I ben. <laughs> poor ben. I hope to one day.
1: Poor Ben. My
0: balls will drop one day. That might be nice. <laughs> i get some pubes. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, where else did you go?
1: And then Cronulla. Yes. It was a little rainy. It but was.
0: You had a th- palmy at Cronulla though. yeah now, now, I'd been on to you all week. Without getting a parmy. Now, I'll be honest, did it live up to expectations?
1: Yeah. I mean, you hyped it up a lot, and then it was basically just chicken parm, but...
0: <laughs> what else did you, you fucking think it was?
1: <laughs> I mean, but you were so insistent that it was the best food ever, and it was good, and I really poutine. liked it, I mean, but, it like... Good, but, like...
0: But, like, but this is the thing. Like, this is just standard Aussie pub food. Just, like, what do you want to go? Oh, let's go to the pub. Let's get a counter meal. Fucking... You you look at the menu, but you know you're secretly going to get a parmy. There was literally a Facebook group. Remember when like, Facebook groups were a thing like back in the day? And it literally was a group was, I always look at the menu, but deep down I know I'm always going to get a chicken parmy. So like that was the thing. That's very Australian, Casey.
1: Well, thank you for letting me experience that deep and wonderful part of Australian culture.
0: You're very welcome. You also had a meat pie today, yeah, which you didn't seem too sold on.
1: It was fine. I like my pie sweet, not savoury. Well,
0: you're in the wrong country for that. Um, and you had vanilla slice, which you enjoyed.
1: Yeah, the vanilla slice was really good.
0: Um, you had dim sim. Mm-hmm. You had a Chico Roll <laughs> in Milo. You had Wheat Bix. Potato cake. Potato cake, you did, yes. Uh, you're ticking off all the Aussie food. You haven't had a lamington yet, but hopefully we can find one of them for you tonight. Um, you, you've told me off air that your favourite was vanilla slice. But you actually, so we got a fancy one in like the Queen Victoria building here in Sydney, which is, you know, like, ooh-la-la, $30 for a you know flake of crumb or whatever it was. But you got the cheapo generic Coles vanilla slice and that was your favourite. It was.
1: It what, was what, what did you like about it? I mean, it was just basic and delicious.
3: That's, That's on me. My Tinder bio. Oh, <laughs> you
0: stole my joke. That's not cool. Um, have you seen any bugs or spiders?
1: Um, there was a cockroach on the street that one night that I almost tripped over. and <laughs>
0: Tripped over? How big was it? <laughs> yeah, because our listener can see that. She's holding her fingers up.
1: It was big. It was bigger than any cockroach I'd come across on the street before.
0: But, but like, this is the thing, though. Like, all Americans think, like, oh, my God, all these creatures are going to kill me. Like, have you legitimately faced anything here of danger? I mean, I've pointed out to you, like, don't go on that rock pool. There's maybe a baby ring, blue ring octopus in the beach. I'm like, oh, careful for blue bottles. But, like, have you actually – like, I've been to America and I've seen people carrying guns on their hips in a dollar tree in Kansas, right? So I've seen that shit, okay? But you've flown all this way and have you legitimately come across, like, a giant spider or a shark or something and all these fucking stereotypes that you guys have of us? Have you seen anything of the sort? No. There you go. See? So where's more dangerous?
1: I mean we all know it's America but
0: Exactly, exactly. So squash these stereotypes. You saw cricket?
1: I did. It was exciting? <laughs> well, it
0: was actually a really shit game of big bash. Thanks Sydney Thunder and Brisbane Heat. But what was your like I know you didn't really leave the game going like oh my god, I love cricket. I need to watch this all the time. But did you did you go like okay, it's okay. Like I sort of understand it. It's it's there. And now if I'm like, oh, Hobart lost, which they did last night, like three for 30. You're going to understand that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I like get it now. And it's fun to kind of be there. I think more so that Big Bash League, probably. The five-day thing sounds absurdly boring, but.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely an interesting one, which, um, you know, it's, it's a quiet taste. You saw basketball. How did you rate our basketball versus, I know you're not a big basketball fan, but like, we saw the Nets in New York. We saw people like, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, big name players. And you came here and you watched the Jack Jumpers play the Kings. A lot of white people play basketball in this country. <laughs> um, it's sort of the, I guess, the main sport in America where you're lucky to see a white person on the court. Very, you know, the opposite of what it is here. Um, what's it like seeing a bunch of white guys play a sport which they're probably not as good at compared to you guys?
1: <laughs> it was fine. It was definitely not the same level of excitement or skill as the NBA. Yes. Which, since I'm not a big basketball fan, it's the excitement and skill part of the NBA that makes it worth going to. So I would say I have no desire to go back to another Australian basketball game. The the funny
0: thing is, is that like the few people out in that court who had you know, actually played in the NBA. Like we've got like one for the Jack Jumpers who played like two games in the NBA. But then he comes back here and it's like, oh my God, you played in the NBA. So like, you're really good. Even though like in the NBA, he's shit because he only played two games. And then the Americans who come and play here couldn't make the NBA. They maybe played, did okay in college. So it's either like Australia or Europe, basically, (laughs) which they're probably not good enough to go to Europe either. So it's like, okay, Australia, third option. Um, Good for them. You might be able to come out here and play when you're american it's like if i went to america i'm like i i'm australian i can't play cricket okay you're good i'm australian you get a you get a squad like you're american join our shooting team um <laughs> i don't know um meeting australians like you besides me what what is your take on us as a people in our own habitat versus stupid starstruck moron like me he goes
3: oh, look,
1: don't know if I met that many Australians while here. It was just like you and Jimmy. Otherwise, it was like. <laughs> oh, poor
0: Jimmy. No, I'm just you and Jimmy. Everyone,
1: everyone else we like <laughs> seem to encounter on the streets were like other tourists. There's a lot of <laughs> British people around. <laughs>
0: Fucking British people. But like you, you've heard us speak on the street. You've had some people in shops. You've seen me interact with Australians. I mean, is it just like how you think it would be? Or are we going oh, no, Well, whatever you think we say?
1: I mean, yes, you do sound like what that. What did we say? r, and r. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do we really sound like, oh, no, am I saying r oh, and no. Yes. Say it again.
1: r and In
0: glue cooler. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yep. Yeah. Um, you've been to multiple other countries, though. Where would you rank Australia amongst the list of countries? Are we better than Aruba?
1: Yes, because Aruba, yes. Aruba was, <laughs> like, weirdly... Like another state? It was...
0: And Australia's not? We're very American here.
1: No, you're not. You but still have your own kind of identity. I just want
0: to celebrate. Australia better than Aruba! <laughs> yeah. yeah! That's what we've always wanted. Sorry, yes. Uh, how does it compare to St. Kitts and Nevis?
1: Um, their beaches are very nice, and they've got the whole, like, tropical island thing going for them, which you we also kind of have.
0: We're an island. You yeah, haven't Queensland? That's very tropical.
1: <laughs> this I mean, is sydney
0: come on <laughs>
1: they've
0: got beaches and well, buildings see,
1: like you have more things to do and are more like built up that was just more beach and rainforest so i feel like hard to compare based off of this experience if of i had lived in
0: cairns that's all you would have been experiencing was beaches I and mean, we just seen the great barrier if you've seen little nemos crocodiles you would have been eaten um how does it compare to london
1: I like London better. <gasps> Get out of
0: our country. How does it compare to New York?
1: I like New York better. Yeah,
0: but you didn't go to Melbourne. I mean, New York's better than Melbourne. Sorry, sorry, everyone. But Melbourne's the best city in Australia. So just, just saying. Would you come back? Yes. Where would you like to go if you came back?
1: Well, I'd like to do more than just Sydney. So Melbourne, Brisbane.
0: Tasmania.
1: I guess I guess so oh,
0: that's, that's actually the tourism slogan for Tasmania Tasmania yeah, I guess so uh, Maybe Sure I could go there if I had to I'd go see a Tasmanian devil
1: Might as well May- Tasmania
0: Might as well uh, Is Tasmania better than Virginia? Uh, Australia better than Virginia You've not been to Tasmania I'd say Tasmania better than Virginia um, That's another t- tourist slogan Tasmania Better than Virginia. Is Sydney better than Virginia?
1: (laughs) I mean, Sydney is a way bigger city than any of the cities in Virginia, but I
0: don't know. What is the biggest city in Virginia?
1: I mean, if we're talking actual Virginia and not just like the DC area, because then they kind of claim DC. Talking actual Virginia. Richmond.
0: Richmond. The Tigers. Away from Tiger, you don't get that safe for reference. Um. Where is Baltimore is in Delaware, no, Maryland Ma- Maryland I knew that I did Baltimore's a big city Isn't it It's like Decently yeah. sized Yeah They have professional teams there How are the caps going by the way Just wanted to ask that question
1: Pretty good I think Yeah Haven't ha- Looked at the standings In the past couple of days But
0: How did um The US go in the Junior World Hockey Championships Casey You got the bronze
1: Better than Australia Yeah
0: anyone does better In Australian ice hockey You know It doesn't count We don't talk about them. The real team I'm wearing the shirt of, we won the gold. So um, thank you for your conversation about Australia. Perhaps we will come back and I will give you a quiz and then you can give me a quiz. Does that sound appealing to you, Casey?
1: Do I have a choice? No. Yes.
0: (laughs) Given that it is a new year on this show and we are trying to do more regular things, we thought we'd bring back regular guests and regular people because apparently all we can do on this episode is also bring back people with a North American accent, but there you go. But here's an accent that's slightly different to the other one you're hearing a lot in this episode because it's got a bit more of a maple syrup sound to it because here is Colin Hilding back (laughs) on the brink. Oh, get prideful, Colin. Welcome back. You can talk.
2: <laughs>
3: how long does this go for?
0: <laughs> just a bit. Just talk. Like you can talk. It... In love. <laughs> is it the fence to talk over the national anthem? I don't know. Um Happy New a... Happy New Year, Colin. How how was 2023 started for you and your Darth Vader shirt?
3: It's uh, it's started great. Me and Darth are doing fine. Um been watching lots of hockey, just not the NHL kind. <laughs> and uh we're unseasonably warm in Winnipeg, which is uh, kind of scary because I'm sure something bad's around the corner.
0: What's unseasonably warm in winter? Like only minus 15 instead of like minus 20? or uh,
3: we, We've basically been in the minus single digits since um, probably a few days after Christmas. So where are we now? A couple of weeks now of minus five, minus six daytime highs, minus maybe minus 10 or minus 11 overnight lows. Uh, which is weird because January is usually the cold month. I say January into early February, and like our December was minus 35. Uh, another co host of ours, Rocky, uh, had messaged me on Christmas Day, almost proud, saying, uh, I wonder if I'm colder than you right now because it was basically like minus 32 or minus 33 for him. Wow, and I sent him a screenshot where it was like minus 35 here. I'm like, got that beat. Uh, and then a couple of days later, we warmed up, and it's messy and warm and melting at times out here, and uh, pe- people don't know what to do. It's
0: it's hilarious you say that because I read an article yesterday that apparently here in Sydney they're about to create a record for nearly an entire year without reaching thirty degrees or plus. Like it's not reached thirty degrees Celsius, <laughs> so like positive thirty, not minus thirty. Uh, in nearly 12 months, which apparently is a record for Sydney. Uh, and wow. when I moved here, I thought it was like it's hot in Sydney. It's kind of halfway between Queensland and the cold bits of the country. But apparently back home in Tassie, it's been hotter than here. So um, it's been cold here too, Colin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Winnipeg might actually beat you we might get to 30 before you do <laughs> Maybe I think he's about to hit
0: 30 next week but um I, I so am weird that I I hear all those temperatures and I just see all the coldness that's happening there and I'm jealous I, I love cold and I've not experienced minus 35 before I'm sure it's pleasurable but um you know I I like the cold weather so I'm, I'm I heard Victoria had um near the third most consecutive snow days in history in uh, over Christmas. They had like thirteen days in a row it snowed or something like that, which was third <laughs> most in record, but it never snows in Victoria, remember?
3: Well, see, we actually we broke our record for most snowfall in a year, um probably February or March. Uh, of last year of 2022 uh, keeping in mind that we still had the majority of the year to go uh and last year was so bad i mean the, the snow piles that i had in my backyard were high enough that i couldn't see my vehicle and i've got you know uh, i i got a, a big a honda van fit. so i should be able to see it well no, no honda fit anymore now Aww. we got a dodge caravan Rip so, Honda uh, fit. <laughs> yeah uh, not enough uh room for the kids in the honda fit anymore but uh Yeah. Like we had this massive snow pile and throughout December, we had so much snow that that snow pile was almost up to my fence level again. And that was only a month into the winter. So I had to start moving snow. I basically got one of these, uh, you would never have to have one of these in Victoria, but it's basically a giant shovel that, that has a scoop on the end. It's like a sled with a handle. And I had to start moving giant piles of snow from my backyard to my front yard. Cause I was worried that we'd run out of room in the backyard. And as soon as I did that, the snow just stopped. So, I mean, we've even had some of it melt since then. Um, I've looked at like the rest of January and it's still supposed to be like single digit minuses. So maybe February is going to completely snow us in. I don't know, but uh, I'm almost missing the snow just just because it's what we're, it's what we're used to. Although I did get my kids, um, uh, a sled for Christmas, which I haven't given to them yet. Uh, <laughs> not because we can't go.
0: Christmas but... 2027. <laughs>
3: yeah. You'd be amazed how often there are things that are bought when you have kids that you're like, oh, I lost track of this. Like last year, we had several presents that we just, by the time Christmas came around, like, where did those go? I'm like, I can't remember. So you eventually find you're like, oh, I guess they got a birthday present now. But with the sled, we were all sick over Christmas and we're like, okay, if we give them this sled, they're going to expect to go sledding like today. And I'm like, we're not ready for that yet. So we held off on it for a week. And then the we were two- You
0: don't deserve yeah. to be happy over Christmas. You can <laughs> wait until we're ready for you to be happy.
3: Well, and once once we are, I mean, I'm sure they're going to go <laughs> sledding, but, I mean, at this, at this rate, I mean, if the weather keeps up, the snow's going to be gone before they can get their sled. It may have to be Christmas 2023. No, that's
0: my, actually, no, I take that back because that's my type of parenting. was what I'd be like. It'd be like, you know, I'd, I'd buy them like a toy. Like, no, I want this toy. You can have it when I'm finished with it. Um, <laughs> there's always going to be an angle for me there. I, I do remember living in Victoria the couple of snow days that I experienced that I, I experienced the joy of having to – you know, shovel a car out of snow. And then it was like, oh, how do I get a shovel? So it was like our apartment complex had like two shovels. So you had to like find where the shovel was. And then the funness of digging a car out of snow, which is something that Australians just do not do. Maybe we dig it out of spiders or like snakes or something like that. But uh, I did experience a couple of beach summer days here, like a week or so ago, and then it like rained and, I have a lovely pool in my apartment complex, which I can't use, but, um, you know, you
3: can't, it, you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I'm too fat. No, it's, um, it's not like safe to use and it has been out of action for like eight months, but basically there's no update and it doesn't seem like they're fixing it. So everybody in this apartment complex is like, fuck you building. And we just jump the fence and we go swimming anyway. So. Um, I'm
3: just picturing like needles floating in the pool or something. It was like, there's like a
0: decking around it and they're all like, the decking is unsafe. And like from a distance, it looks like, okay, that's like above like it's probably like a 10-meter drop or something like that. When you're actually there, it's like half a meter to grass. You're like, <laughs> oh, no, I might fall onto the grass. So, yeah, I think people just do it. I've been swimming in it recently, but shh, don't tell my building people. I want to talk to you about the hockey Just quickly, but before I get to that, I wanted to ask you one thing. I think we've talked about Christmas before, at least maybe off air or whatever. But what do you do for New Year? I know you've got kids and you don't usually stay up late, but are you and Jamie the type of people who stay up and count down and go to sleep? Or are you just like, ah, fuck it, it's another year, let's go to bed?
3: I I don't know if, as long as we've been married, even before we had kids, if we made it to midnight. I mean, I I make it to midnight.
0: Not even Jamie? Uh, Jamie seems like she'd want to stay up
3: for it. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Jamie is probably the exact opposite. I don't think I know a human being who sleeps as much and values sleep as much as Jamie. And that's why uh, you love oh, her,
0: because she's never there.
3: <laughs> she's exactly. She asleep. goes to bed. I can do whatever I want. I could stay up till midnight. Three, two, one. So you're always
0: recording. Uh, that makes sense now.
3: <laughs> exactly. She's literally asleep right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, she would never make it to me. There, there are a couple times we tried. Like, let's just stay up and watch it on TV or something like that. Let's watch a movie. And then when they have the countdown on TV, we'll watch the fireworks. Um, she's never made. I think that one time she made it to like 1115. Uh, this isn't even a New Year's thing, but uh, we, uh, we we were watching, rewatching the movie Dune the other night. And if you haven't seen Dune, I'll give you a warning right now. They didn't tell anybody when the movie came out. It's based on one half of the book Dune. And the movie very abruptly ends. We're just like, oh, that's the ending. Um, She forgot the ending and she fell asleep literally with 30 seconds left in the movie. And this was like 9.15 at night. Okay, so 9.15, I look over, I'm like, Jamie, you're asleep. She goes, oh, oh, I just fell asleep, you know, whatever part right here. So what happens at the end again? I'm like, that's it. It literally ends. I think you missed the last 30 seconds of this movie. Um, But uh, no, this year, I mean, we basically have always just put the kids to bed, but they're aware of enough of what new year's is now where they will kind of expect, Oh, it's new year's. I want to count down and, and whatever and have a party. So it was the day of new year's Eve where probably about, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon, Jamie's at the gym. And Casper just says to me, it's like, uh, I want a new year's party with soda and cake and chips. And I'm like, okay, we have none of that. And it's New Year's Eve. So I call Jamie urgently. I'm like, Casper's insisting on a party. She goes, oh, I guess I'm stopping the store. We have the whole party, and we're like, okay, they're gonna expect New Year's now. So we're just not gonna tell them. They don't really bother to look at the clock or tell time. <laughs> so we let them stay up about half an hour later. And then we're doing a countdown with them. That's I'm a like, Mr. Three, Bean two episode.
0: One. When they like yeah, turn exactly. the clock forward. Yeah.
3: So we, we basically fake a new year's with them. And it's like eight 30 and we're putting the band on. Did you guys enjoy new year's? I'm like, happy new year. Guys. Wow. They're going
0: to listen to this in like 18 years time ago. It was all a lie. One <laughs> <laughs> really, of my first ever memories. Like, you, I don't know. If you remember your first ever memory in life, but I have this weird memory of like new year's Eve. It was like 92. And we used to have family friends who would live rural Tasmania. And you know, most big cities, it wouldn't really be that rural, but for us it was. And I remember, like, New Year's Eve, and I'm like, oh, I want to stay up for midnight. And I would have been five at the time. Uh, my parents were on a so I'm like, no, Ben, you're too young. You're going to bed. They didn't fake anything for me. <laughs> um, but uh, that was the only thing they'd ever faked. Uh, just, I mean, I experienced one New Year's Eve in Canada. It was on a honeymoon, and we know how that ended up turning out. But I also <laughs> remember being slightly under the influence of a substance and passing out by 11 o'clock, waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning and rolling over to a certain someone who maybe used to be a co-host on this show and saying, oh, it's New Year's, Happy New Year, and then turn off the light. It was a fun evening. So I have no idea (laughs) what Canadians have at midnight on TV. Of course, that was West Coast, so by, like, East Coast standards, they're already three hours into the future. So is it a case of, like, are you watching... The ball drop in times square like two hours ahead or is it like toronto is it like two hours ahead toronto R review so like the cn tower lights up i mean what what do you what do canadians have on midnight tv for the big you know
3: new year's celebrations yeah i mean it's, it's similar to america i think the, the biggest difference is we don't have anything as iconic as let's say like the the dick clark times square one uh, which sometimes we'll watch that, you know, and you're just curious to see what the fireworks are like in different cities or whatever. Uh, and, and they'll kind of go through the different coasts. All right, this is done. Now let's throw to our people in central or whatever. We got somebody in New Orleans. Um, we don't have anything as iconic. I mean, each network kind of does their own thing. CBC, uh, they basically will usually air like, uh, you know, TV shows or whatever, like a special edition of a TV show and um, global will probably be the closest to like, Oh, we have a countdown with live bands playing and stuff like that. And it's basically the same thing. I mean, you, you'll watch an East coast one and then a central one, and then they'll have one for the West coast or whatever. Uh, You don't get quite as many like big stars. I think again, just because of how, you know how well known, like the 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 Times Square one is, and everything. I mean, you, they'll get everybody under the sun show up to that. I mean, it, it might be like, oh, I've heard of this band this year, but I mean, it, within the individual cities, you'll usually have like uh, each each major city will have like, okay, a major artist is going to play a New Year's Eve concert or something like that. I mean, the one that we had here was. Tom Cochran, which, I mean, anybody in Canada is going to know Tom Cochran. I mean, most people know the song Life is a Highway that yeah. he was famous for, but uh, Tom Cochran's kind of one of the more famous uh, people from Winnipeg, uh, and also may have dated um, my mother uh, <laughs> growing <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> uh, another as, one to least. <laughs> As
3: as many uh, life is uh, a highway is, that, is a song
0: about your mum. Uh, <laughs> exactly.
3: I'm going to write it all Get night a, long.
0: <laughs> we, we've heard it before. Get off the car, mom. Uh,
3: on another it show. Makes so much sense <laughs> now. Yeah. I didn't you know, know your mum's name was
0: Highway. Uh, <laughs>
3: It's really it's really almost sickening at times. Every once in a while, Jamie and I would be listening to the radio or something like that, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, my mom used to date this guy. My mom used to date this guy. How many of these guys are there? How many, like, stars of the 70s and 80s did your
0: mom date? My, one of my favorite stories ever was when you told me, and I won't do it on air because I don't want to, you know, ruin this illusion, <laughs> but you told me off air who your mom had dated, and then I interviewed, like, part of that, band and then I told them, Oh, did you know this person? Blah, blah, blah. And then basically they would their reply was like, oh, the amount of times people say to us, So you oh my person you this person, like, oh we don't know everyone. I was like, okay, back <laughs> off. But like I just I love now that you can never listen to life as a highway, because again, uh, your mum's called Highway clearly. Uh you can't listen to Paradise by the dashboard lights because you discover what that was about recently. Anything else that we can't listen to like Canadian rock or you know that we shouldn't be listening to?
3: Uh, I am compiling a list now because it's all become uh it's all become very clear to me. Uh <laughs> it's all <laughs> coming how back to me now, through.
0: Celine Dion. Are you, try, are you trying to trying to say? I'm actually <laughs> I'm fascinated the fact that even in Canada, that what at midnight because um, Toronto is in the same time zone as New York. So they're like, eh, there's a few fireworks on the CN tower. Bugger it, we're going to Times Square. <laughs> um I like I think I like I hear because for us, New Year's Eve on the East Coast for North America is like 4 p.m. for us on New Year's Day. So we had gone out for New Year's Eve and saw the, you know, got to experience Sydney fireworks, which are very renowned. It was an amazing experience. But then, like, the next day, it was like 4 p.m., you know, switch on. Of course having lived in New York now and being in Times Square all the fucking time, it's just like, oh, this is like really, really sad watching this. But apparently it's a bit of a nightmare to actually experience that in person because – Oh, I can imagine. Very, very busy. But I will say, not really one for the fireworks, Times Square. It's more of like a pew, 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 the ball and then confetti. Is what they have, so I, uh, you know, I don't know if New York's one for the fireworks more. So, I don't what know, does Winnipeg do?
3: Could they sa- could they safely put off fireworks? I wonder. Uh,
0: if you see what they do on July Fourth, like I know when I I left like two weeks before July Fourth, and I know I went to uh, over in Queens by the Riverside, was obviously a big viewing part for where you do it. because had all the signs up saying like oh, I'll be here at this time for the fireworks, and I saw I've seen footage of Fourth of July. But yeah, like it's. I think because New York, the way it is, and Times Square, sort of. There's not really a a zone in Times Square where you could have fireworks. Not you can see the Empire Mm -hmm. State Building perfectly there. So it's sort of like where would the viewing area be? At least in Sydney, you know, the the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House are kind of surrounded by water. Lots of viewing platforms. You can have a boat out there, stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. um. But yeah, Winnipeg. Do you guys like? What do you do there? Like, is there a big fireworks display down at like the Museum of Human Rights or whatever it is?
3: Well, almost exactly there. I mean, we went to the the, the Forks, which is basically like right in the center of the city where the two major rivers meet. It's just a giant open park and everything. And uh, so there's more than enough room there to do fireworks. Uh, I'd say growing up, it was always just the Forks and you'd get thousands of people show up to that even in the cold to watch it. Uh, Now, in past years, I think it's just it's taken off where you'll have a half a dozen different areas around the city and every area kind of does their own fireworks display. So, I mean, typically New Year's Eve for me th- since I've been living with Jamie, uh, you know, is we're falling asleep, 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. Well, before and you're I'm a party up-
0: animal. You're out until <laughs> exactly, midnight, getting yeah. drunk, riding <laughs> highways. Not your mother though. riding
3: highways, <laughs> but uh, we'd wake up at midnight when we would hear the pop of fireworks wherever it was closest to us. We didn't hear any of that this year, but actually actually uh, the 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 one the big one of the Forks, it was quite controversial. They actually said, "Oh, we're switching to just a pyro display instead of fireworks." and to me, I'm like, well, what difference does it make? Like, I don't care. I mean, a pyro show would be something different. It's different than the same fireworks are seen every single year. But uh, the, the pyro shows are obviously quieter, and I don't know, some other areas may have adopted the same thing. Maybe it's now become a citywide thing because I didn't wake up to hear any pop of fireworks at midnight.
0: Just one quick thing. Casey, who you've heard a lot on this episode today, made a very good point about the fact that something I didn't think about, obviously New Year's Eve for your part of the world is winter. It's cold. So she mm-hmm. sort of said it was weird being here where – you know, so many people are out and about because it's summer here. So, like, even in Hobart growing up, you, you're out early. We usually have a 9 p.m. family fireworks down at the waterfront in Hobart. They did that here in Sydney as well. Uh, so, like, it's a big thing, like, thousands upon thousands, millions of people out in the street in Sydney, you know, because it's it's summer. So, it's warm. People are out. But didn't think mm. about that with the snow. Hockey. Now, uh, clarify something for me because World Juniors great. Canada back to back. I noticed they lost it when I lived there to the US and since I've left, they've won back-to-back, so you're welcome. <laughs> Why the, like, I get there was like a COVID-delayed one, right? So mm. the one that was, what, meant to be in Edmonton was delayed Then they had that in, what, September or August last year? Yeah, it was they like, in the middle one, like of the
3: summer. Yeah. Four
0: months later? Like that Yeah. When I saw it being like on I'm like, oh, well this makes no sense. Didn't they just have it like four months ago? <laughs> so I've seen all the the great you know media oh first time Canada have won back to back in like you know ten years, all this sort of stuff. It's literally the same fucking tournaments four months <laughs> apart. Like, I mean, you know, if, if the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, like you know, they have like a three month gap between the Stanley, like that's a long season, I get it. But I mean, does it count? They may as well just have it like part A, part B.
3: Yeah, that, that actually has been more controversial, not so much because they're holding it close together, but because of uh, the women's, they don't call it the women's juniors, it's the women under 18, which is going on right now. Basically, the men's juniors ends, and the women's under 18 starts, and the year of COVID, they delayed, or they, they, they said they delayed the men's, they were going to rebook it, but they cancelled the women's outright, mm. so... There's more talk about the fact that, oh, well, the women had to miss an entire year, whereas the men just got there as rescheduled or whatever. Um, but I mean, the, the world juniors are so big here. Yeah. Uh, like it starts Boxing Day. And the, I would say it's not quite at the level of like the, you know, the NHL playoffs or anything. But uh, I remember
0: being was, there. I remember it being like a very yeah. big deal when I was there. And like we got behind it. I remember the final day walking around Victoria in my Canada jersey and we sat up and watched it and watched the loss to America. I remember it.
3: Yeah. And, and I, I think it's probably similar to like uh, the way that like the NCAA uh, basketball is in America. Like mm-hmm. it, it, once it comes that time of year, other TV shows are like, we're not going to bother to put anything on because we're competing against the NCAA. And that's kind of what it's like. I mean, it's it's boxing day, so it's a little bit easier. There's not as many uh, big television events going on at that time. But um, I, basically, everybody talks about it. I, I think it was on uh, it, it wasn't on New Year's Eve, but maybe it was on the yeah the 30th. So two days before New Year's. Uh, I went out uh, to, for dinner with two friends of mine and the restaurant we went to basically had the world juniors playing everywhere. And, you know, our waiter was basically like, Are you guys watching the world juniors. And like everybody is talking about it, you know, and, and obviously this year, you know, not just the fact we we're winning, but because there's this one player Connor Bedard who's, the next guy to be christened as the next Gretzky uh, is such a big deal. I mean, he basically broke every record that existed in the, the, the the juniors over his entire career. I mean, he's basically scored more goals, gotten more points than Gretzky. And uh, look at some of the names here, Eric Lindros, um, Yarmer Yager. I mean, he's broken every record that existed. So he's probably gotten more attention than even the juniors themselves normally get. But I mean, this one was actually quite exciting to watch because You had Canada and U.S., who were considered two of the front-running teams, who both lost. And Canada lost their first game. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't even the team you
0: beat in the final. Czech Czechia, as we call them now. They're not even Czech Republic.
3: Czechia, which I can't wrap my head around now. Czechoslovakia, Czech Republic, Czechia. I mean, how many? It's going to be Czech something in another five years, right? Czech please. Uh, uh, Czech is a highway. It's going to be something. (laughs) I want to ride it all night long. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, like we lost that first game and it was like, okay, well now we're scared off. And it's so funny because the following games, it was like 10 to one victories and eight to one victories for Canada. And reporters were even asking, us like, do you worry that, you know, it, it might not be as uh good sportsmanship to be running up the score? And the player's like, no, like we lost our first game. We're getting the, these are our practice games now. Like <laughs> we want to make sure we don't repeat what happened with Czechia in the first game, but even with America, they lost one of their uh, first games as well. So that kind of made it more exciting because you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, the, the, the women's one is more interesting too, because you have like the, the, under the under 18 IIHF or whatever, under 18 women's championship. And again, it's just assumed it's just Canada and the U S the whole time. And it pretty much is, but the way that they have their groups is slightly different because there's not as many competitive teams. So basically group a, which Canada and the U S are both in every team automatically makes it to uh, the quarterfinals. And then group B, you have oh, the top two teams are gonna play it out to you know for who could get uh into the quarterfinals or whatever. So all the games don't you would think all the games don't necessarily matter with the the group A, but because you have Canada and US and there, you have all the competitive teams, they're all trying to one up each other. So what should be making for less interesting hockey makes for more interesting hockey because everybody's slightly more competitive. And I kind of like that. I mean, obviously you know, things like the world cup or the world juniors. I mean, it's different because you have more evenly distributed groups, but just seeing where you have the most competitive teams in one group and the other ones, the others in the other, I find it actually does make for maybe more competitive hockey that way.
0: I'm just going to ask about the hosting um, rotation because I know like in the senior world championship, which again, no one really cares about. It's weird that the junior ones are the ones everyone gives a shit about and the senior ones, no one really gives a shit about. They're always in Europe because Let's be honest. You guys don't really send your players over there. You just send, you know, all the teams that aren't in the NHL playoffs. You can have a few players go there. But for the juniors, just uh, let's have a look at this since 2017. All right, 2017, Montreal and Toronto, Canada. 2018, Buffalo, various venues, United States. (laughs) 2019, Vancouver and Victoria in Canada. i to miss out on that by like one year. Uh, uh, 2020, Czech Republic. Okay. 2021, Edmonton in Canada. 2022, Edmonton in Canada. 2023, Halifax and Moncton in Canada, the the hubs of of hockey in the world. 2024, back to Sweden. Okay, fair enough. 2025, to be determined, Canada. (laughs) 2026, to be determined, United States. And then apparently Hockey Canada have come out and since said that Canada will also host a tournament in 2028 and 2031. Does Canada just have a monopoly
3: on hosting this damn tournament? Yeah. You know, I wondered that myself recently, because uh, while I was watching this past year, I'm like, how many times? is it? I almost just assume it's in Canada every single year. I don't yeah. really pay attention to where it is until we had it here, you know, uh, at one point. And uh, I, I, it might just be because of venues, you know, I, watching the women's, which is, I think in Sweden right now, they're basically bragging on the fact that it's like, oh, we're in a venue that seats like thirty five hundred people or something like that. And of course, they're not filling the games. And maybe it's just because hockey here, we have these bigger arenas and you can pack it and everything. And, or maybe there's just still you know, uh, more people that are going to attend here. That, that could be a thing as well. Because obviously hockey's huge in Europe, but I don't know whether, you know, the, the, the size of the arenas and the crowds that they can draw out are going to be comparable to what you're going to get in Canada or United States. I,
0: I see Winnipeg hosted in 99 with Brandon and Selkirk.
3: That was a Big year for mm-hmm.
0: Winnipeg, that was the same year you had the Pan Am's, wasn't it? 99, yeah. So, uh, big year for that. So, put in a bid maybe for 2026 or 2025. Flynn Flynn, Flynn, Flynn. but I, I will say I do like how it seems that they do spread it around. Like, it's not just obviously like Toronto and Calgary, like, yeah. I mean, you know, even like when it was in Vancouver, they still gave some games to Victoria. And I mean, when I think of like cities hosting events in Canada, I don't often go Halifax is going to host some, yeah. you know, <laughs> games. So, so good for them. So uh, congratulations, Canada, your 20th Junior World Championship. <laughs> so, uh, And Czech Republic, the first time they ever made the final. Sorry, Czechia. And they lost. So um, now before I let you go, you mentioned to me before we started recording, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Well, we've been here for 25 minutes. We've done all right. You said you had stuff to talk about. Is there anything you wanted to was, raise? Well, that was it. You just want to talk about hockey? That was the
3: world juniors. The, <laughs> the world juniors. They all have been doing. <laughs> How you been
0: watching the Leafs at all? They've been doing okay?
3: I watched last night actually I was I was trying to find something we basically said to the kids you guys are done with the TV because I sat there for an hour watching Netflix kids animated shows and I'm like I'm so bored so I turned it off and I saw the Australian open was on so I was watching yeah. that and well there's a women's that stuff. Yeah, well, it, it, did, it started yesterday, on,
0: didn't no, it? No, no, no. Qualifying's on. You might have seen like the Adelaide Internet. The actual proper tournament starts next Monday.
3: Oh, okay. Because I'm wondering, like, are these the finalists? Like, <laughs> no, probably the
0: probably but, the, uh, the, the like the wild card, like the uh, the um yeah the qualifying's the week before. But uh, time of hmm. recording this, uh, time of releasing this, it starts tomorrow, so it starts on Monday in a couple of days
3: either way I was bored by it. So I'm like, <laughs> let me see what else is on. I'm like, Oh, Nashville and something. And the way that the, the app I have for TV now, which is not my, I'm not paying for the TV. Somebody's bored me the login. Uh, but, uh, uh, it says Nashville. So I, it doesn't say what the other team is. I'm like, Oh, it's the only hockey game on let put it on. It was Nashville and Toronto. So I watched that and I, I don't think I've watched a full game this year. Actually uh, I did watch one full game because we went to somebody's birthday party over the weekend, which was um, uh, bowling And at the bowling alley, the Leafs were playing against Detroit. At the bowling uh, alley, wow. They they went,
0: bugger, a Scotiabank uh, arena. We're (laughs) going to go to a bowling alley in Winnipeg.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It made it very difficult to get the balls down to the pins, though, because of all the ice. I, uh,
0: I like the diversity. Whatever can help them win a playoff series
3: yeah but i mean i was watching that and at first i'm watching i'm like the leafs are winning but i'm losing a bully like there were like 10 of us there at one point and i was dead last against people who are like i'm really bad and they're <laughs> beating me i'm like what am i doing wrong and then it was only uh, i think with like four uh what do they call them uh ends uh innings i don't know whatever in- frames
0: frames four
3: frames yeah. yeah four frames left in the second game i'm like I'm tired of losing, so I'm going to start using my left hand instead. And use my left hand, and I got like three out of four strikes in the last four frames. I'm like, I think I'm a left-handed bowler. I end up winning that one after basically being in last place. So uh, I thought the Leafs were somehow jinxing me. They're winning, so I had to lose. But we both won on Saturday. So Aww. good for good for us.
0: Go bowling during the playoffs. That might help. Yeah, might. I, 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 help? I need
3: to. Left-hand bowl every time the Leafs play and they're going to win the Stanley Cup? Just going to
0: quickly ask, you said we went to someone's birthday. Did you know the people or did you just rock up to a ball? Yes,
3: I know. Jimmy's <laughs> birthday. There he is. Day, I did know. It was, yeah, it was a co-worker. Um, right. <laughs> yes. I saw
0: your uh, beloved nephews were at a Jets game recently, so didn't invite you, clearly, or...
3: No, 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 they didn't invite me. Good. If they were playing the Leafs, they would have invited me. <laughs>
0: uh, any interest in the NFL playoffs? Are you going to jump on the Buffalo train <laughs> with me or don't give a shit?
3: I uh I don't really follow the NFL. In fact, it was uh just my boss uh who's supposed to be on vacation decided to come into work for two hours yesterday. And uh he was talking about how uh his son's really interested in football right now and he's a Denver Broncos guy, and his son has decided he's into the Buffalo Bills. And I'm like, Yeah, oh I guess the Super Bowl's coming up soon, isn't it? I literally had no idea. But uh I'm up if today, Buffalo's doing well,
0: recording. I'm, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 interested. Buffalo is doing well. I mean, I kind of look at I, I kind of look at like the the three most northern cities as being the unofficial Canadian ones. So it's like Buffalo, Detroit, and Minnesota are the ones that I'll by default cheer for. Well,
0: Buffalo used to play a game a season in Toronto, and there's always talk yeah. that they may relocate to Toronto. They've always been my team just because as a kid, I remember when they lost four Super Bowls in a row. They played my dad's team, the Giants, in one of the playoffs. I'm like, I'm gonna go for them. Um, and <laughs> ever since the pain has been real. But, no, I think a lot of people jump on Buffalo because they are that team who are harmless and they usually suck, but they've been doing okay recently and then the guy had a heart attack on the field so everybody feels sorry for us at the moment. So um
3: was it, was it because they they're like we could win a super bowl and he's like oh no the pressure is on me <laughs> i can't be the first guy to win a super bowl on the bills
0: that he, he collapsed so uh, yes uh, thank you colin always a treat for you to join us thank you for your time
3: oh, my pleasure and i look forward to discovering another guy who wrote a song about my mom by next time
0: <laughs> all right we're back apparently i'm gross um it's quiz time so do you want to do your dumb quiz first or do you want to do my dumb quiz first?
1: Get yours over with. All right.
0: So this is the Australian citizenship practice test. This is actually on the official Australian Homeland Affairs website. So if you become a citizen of this country, you've got to do a test and you've got to pass it and you've got to get like 75%. So this is a – I don't know if this is like the official one or it's like just a i – I'm guessing it's a practice one. They're not going to give you the answers. So I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to see if I get these as well, otherwise I might get deported. So – our first question. I actually gave you the answer to this yesterday. Because we went to an RSL. So let's see if you uh, remember this one. What do we commemorate on Anzac Day? Is it the landing of Australian New Zealand Army Corps at Gallipoli, Turkey during World War One, the arrival of the first free settlers from Great Britain, or the landing of the first fleet at Sydney Cove? A. A is I mean it's correct. Yes, I can tell you that's correct, without even doing that. Again, you know this one because you asked me the other day, what are those flags on the uh, Harbour yeah, Bridge? I did. What are the colours of the Australian Aboriginal flag? Black, red and yellow, green, white and black, or blue, white and green?
1: Black, red and yellow.
0: Correct. There you go. Oh, here we go. What is the Commonwealth coat of arms? Is it the national anthem, Australia's national flower, the official symbol of Australia, which identifies Commonwealth property?
1: I'm going to go with C.
0: That'd be correct. Yes. Okay. We're the only country in the world that eats both animals on our coat of arms, by the way. It's a kangaroo and an emu, if I just gave the answer for this next question. Um, I Actually, we talked about this the other day, but whether you remember it or not. What happened on Australia? in Australia on the 1st of January 1901? The Australian constitution was changed by a referendum. The separate colonies were united into a federation of states called the Commonwealth of Australia. The Australian and New Zealand army corps were formed.
1: B. B! <laughs> Correct.
0: What is the capital city of Australia? Brisbane, Canberra, or Perth? Canberra. Correct. Which of these is an example of freedom of speech? You are American. You should know this. People can be peacefully protest. Can pre- that's answer one. People can peacefully protest against a government action. Men and women are treated equally in a court of law. Australians are free to not follow. That's a tricky one. It's A. I would say it's A as well. I, I, yeah. I hope this gives a credit. C
1: creaking. is freedom of religion. Oh, look at
0: you and your American and your freedoms. Which of these statements about government in Australia is correct? The government does not allow some religions. The government in Australia is secular. Religious laws are passed by Parliament.
1: The government in Australia is secular.
0: I would agree that would be the correct one out of those. Which of these is an example of equality? In Australia No Americans are allowed That doesn't say them Everyone follows the same religion Men and women have equal rights Everyone belongs to the same political party
1: Men and women have equal rights
0: ha, You wish uh, Yes, that would be correct uh, Which of these is a the responsibility of Australian citizens aged 18 years and over? A. To attend local council meetings B. To vote in federal state or territory elections in a re- or a referendum C. To have an Australian passport To vote Correct Which of these statements about passports is correct? Australian citizens can apply for an Australian passport. Permanent residents can hold an Australian passport. Australian citizens need a passport and visa to return to Australia. (coughs) Oh, hello. That's not (laughs) it.
1: Fuck yeah. Uh, Remember when I said, you're gross? Yep,
0: that that is correct. You're gross. I should be doing the ding in the wrong sound, but it's behind me and it's difficult to turn around. I'm old. That's fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is an easy one.
1: Australian citizens can apply for an Australian passport? I would say that
0: would be correct, yes. I don't think permanent residents can. Which of these statements about voting in Australian elections is correct? People are free and safe to vote for any candidate. Voting is by a show of hands. People must write their name on their vote. A. (laughs) Yes, I would say that is correct. What is the name of the legal document that sets out the basic rules for the government of Australia? The Australian Federation, the Australian Commonwealth, the Australian Constitution.
1: I'm going to go constitution. I'm
0: pretty sure that's correct. We do have a constitution. What is a referendum? A vote to change the government, a vote to change the Australian constitution, a vote to change the prime minister. Um, Vote to
1: change constitution? Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure that's correct. Uh, which arm of the government has the power to interpret and apply laws, the legislative, the executive, or the judicial? Yeah, I don't even know this one. Or do I? Um, I think I do.
1: If it's the same as
0: Interpreting us, and apply laws, then
1: I think it's legislative.
0: Legislative Assembly. Yeah. That's the that's, upper house. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's correct.
1: Because executive would be like our president and then judicial is
0: courts. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Which of these is the role of the Governor General? I don't know if you know this one. Mm-hmm. The Governor General. The appointment of state premiers signing all bills passed by the Australian Parliament of Law. The appointment of the head of state. Um,
1: appointment of state premiers?
0: I actually, well, that's, that's, that's wrong, uh, but I'm pretty, it's the appointment, because the Governor General is our head of state. Uh, so even though it's the Prime Minister is, like, the main person who, like, technically our head of state is the Governor General. It's a, the it's a Queen's representative, it was King's representative. It's our representative uh, to the monarchy. So Canada funny. have a Governor General as well.
1: Oh, so then the appointment of the head of state would be them appointing <laughs> the Prime Minister. Yeah, so, like,
0: it's it's this weird thing where, like, the Prime Minister can technically fire the Governor General and the Governor General can technically fire the Prime Minister. It's, it's kind of a thing. It's, it's, it's not not important. That's why you never really hear And they just go around and open up schools and shit. Um, which of these statements best demonstrates Australia's values about freedom of expression? Everyone can peacefully express their opinions within the law. People with different views from me need to keep quiet. Oh, if only that was true. Only approved topics can be discussed. Hey. Careful. There's only approved topics. Uh, should people in Australia make an effort to learn English? Yeah, fuck off. Uh People in Australia speak whichever language is most commonly spoken in their local neighbourhood. There is no exception to learn any particular language in Australia. Yes, English is the national language of Australia and helps get education, job and integrate community. Should be C. Bastards.
1: No, it's B.
0: be B, yeah. In Australia, can you encourage violence against a person or group of people if you have been insulted? Yes. If you do not intend to carry out the violence? No, it is against Australian values and law. Sometimes, <laughs> if I feel very offended. That's the American way, isn't it?
1: No, it's against values.
0: Yes. Uh, Should people tolerate one another where they find that they disagree? It is against the law to disagree with one another. No, people only need to treat each other with respect if they agree with one another. Yes, peaceful disagreement reflects Australian values in relation to mutual respect. C. I would say that would be it. Which of the following is an example of contributing to the Australian community? Volunteering or fundraising for a charity is a great opportunity to strengthen our community. I should not make any effort to get to know other people. That's my mantra. People in Australia should not contribute to community because Australia is a free country.
1: Well, seems like A is the obvious answer. I would
0: go that one. You got 85%. Oh You only that one wrong. You, you did not answer the Australian. This means you have failed the Australian Citizen Practice Test. Which Please you- try again. The past masking is 75 What? So you got 85% but you failed because you got more than
1: 75%? But you must answer all of which of the... Which of the...
0: <laughs> so the correct answer is judicial. Oh, okay. Oh. The governor, general. Oh, bills into law. Okay, I get it. And should people in Australia to learn? Yes. Oh, oh controversial Australia. Wow. Yes, English is a national language. Okay.
1: Mm. All, right. All right. Yeah,
0: that's a that's, that's a... that's a tricky not one. Not
1: sure I agree with that one.
0: Well, lucky you're not an Australian, so fuck off. Um, is it my turn? What's the dumb quiz I get? You're going to have, I'm going to have a sip of my drink if you want to speak into the microphone. Oh, I know she's loading. I guess I don't get to uh, sip my drink.
1: You can sip your drink.
0: Yeah, but I don't want silence. You need to talk. Talk while I sip my drink.
1: What if I don't want to?
0: Then you're not Australian. All right, what's the dumb quiz?
1: <laughs> it's just dumb trivia. Okay. The average American does what? 22 times a day.
0: Shoot people.
1: No. Sleep.
0: Be racist. Vote for Trump. Can you uh, be serious, dickhead? I wow. Can I be serious, dickhead? Wow, jeez, that that, um, that escalated very quickly.
1: Because I've already had one margarita.
0: Can I be serious, dickhead? Yeah. Happy 2023, everyone. Uh, this is a year of being serious, everyone. In 20, be serious, dickhead. <laughs> Uh, ask me the question I'm scared now
1: <laughs> The average American does what 22 times a day
0: Be a bitch um, uh,
1: I'm an above average American so the bitchy thing is just me
0: <laughs> Can we be serious dickhead um, 22 hours a day 22
1: times oh. a day
0: um, Says you're welcome
1: Opens the fridge. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's like every human. That's
0: so specific. <laughs> oh, th- those people in Senegal only open it eight times a day.
1: Told you it was dumb. Jesus. On Sunday in Florida, it is illegal for a single woman to do what?
0: Podcast. Um, masturbate.
1: Skydive.
0: Oh, as I should. Dirty women <laughs> skydiving in Florida. <laughs> It's so stupid.
1: Yeah, I told you. Washington police officers get a half-hour class in how to what?
0: Is this state or the District of Columbia?
1: I'm assuming state.
0: Not be racist. Only shoot white people. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, learn how to skateboard.
1: Sit down.
0: As they should. They need to be more lazy, those Washington police officers. Mm-hmm.
1: In California, you can't legally buy a mouse trap without having what?
0: A mouse. <laughs> well, I mean, that was dumb. It's a dumb quiz. It is,
1: but that was maybe serious in five dumb. seconds, dickhead.
0: <laughs> I don't know, Casey Howren of America.
1: A hunting license.
0: Well, I mean, come on, that's obvious, Ben. Jesus, get with it.
1: In Texas, it's illegal to swear in front of a what?
0: Priest. Cowboy. Horse. Mexican. Um, I don't know. (laughs) A woman. A woman. You can't swear in front of a woman. That's very disrespectful to women.
1: Fuck off. It's a corpse. (laughs) A corpse? Yeah. It's
0: like, oh, bang, I shot you. Fuck you. You're going to jail because you swore in front of the corpse, not the murder. It's the swearing that got you in jail.
1: What type of sportsmen are most likely to get diseased anuses or rectums?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a matter of opinion. Um, <laughs> wrestling, because faces are always up in that ass. Baseball. No. Hockey. Tennis. Lacrosse. No. Water polo. Nipple twisting. Uh, rodeo, ro- <laughs> ro- rodeo clowns.
1: Water skiers.
0: Water skiers. I said... Water polo. I got halfway there.
1: In South Dakota, it's illegal to fall down and sleep. Where?
0: In South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Oh, in South. Dakota in North Dakota, you can't. No,
1: in South Dakota, you
0: can't fall asleep in North Dakota. It's illegal on the ground. No, on a horse, in a church, in a McDonald's, In a Seven Eleven, in George W. Bush's apartment. I don't know.
1: In a cheese factory.
0: Well, I don't. I don't agree with that one.
1: It's illegal in Georgia. To do what with a fork?
0: Fuck it. Eat with it. Stick it in your nipples. Um, conduct electricity. Point to a gypsy. I don't know. Okay.
1: Eat fried chicken. you got to eat that with your hands.
0: I've eaten fried chicken in Georgia with a fork.
1: Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're wanted. I am.
0: <laughs> Hello, Governor of Georgia. I'm, I'm here and ready to go.
1: Shit, they're going to come get you. Yep. In Kansas, it's illegal to eat cherry pie with what?
0: Your mouth, your fingers, your hands. There's a fork with a spoon with a a crane uh, with a woman with a black person. I don't know. I have no idea. Ice cream. Oh, that's a bit mean. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Anyway.
1: This is a fun one. The first puck used in the game of ice hockey. What? (laughs) (laughs) Also, this phrasing is very weird. The first puck used in the game of ice hockey was made out of what?
0: I actually think I know this. I've heard this before. Um, but can I remember it? No. I've legitimately heard this before. Uh, human skull. No! <laughs> Canadians, they're tough motherfuckers.
1: Frozen cow manure.
0: That's not what I had heard. <laughs> and that's why the capitals play shit.
1: That's what this says.
2: Hey! <laughs>
0: Oh, hang on, hang on. That's why the Capitals play
3: shit. Oh, this
0: one. Yep. Rude. Yep.
1: It's illegal in Texas to put what on your neighbor's cow?
0: A piece of cheese, a hat, a pair of underwear, a Washington Capitals jersey. Shut up. Um, the state flag of New Mexico. I have no idea. Graffiti. Graffiti. That was my next guess.
1: A law in Illinois prohibits men from doing what in public?
0: Shitting on pigeons.
1: <laughs> I mean, probably, but...
0: <laughs> I have no idea.
1: Having an erection.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going there anytime soon then because every time I walk down the street in America, I get an erection.
1: We're just that hot.
0: Well, some. Taylor Swift, not so much.
3: Awkward okay. silence. <laughs>
0: Is that it?
1: No, I think this is the last one. In Minnesota, it is illegal to tease what type of animal?
0: A donkey, a pigeon, a pigeon donkey, a, a narwhal, a uh, no. dugong, a what? A Siberian camel.
1: No, are you a, done? A
0: a deer. No. A, a squirrel. No. George W. Bush. I don't know.
1: <laughs> a skunk. A skunk.
0: Ah, oh, there you go. Did you get any of those right?
1: No. So then I
0: technically win! Yay!
1: No, I knew the answers. <laughs>
0: you did not.
1: I was reading them. Well,
0: good for you. Um, that was fun. I like that. We should do that more often.
1: That was fun. I actually
0: have. Well, my dad had a book where it had like all the laws, like the dumb laws. The really
1: dumb things do that you, you ever, forget are do, in. Do you ever
0: think that they're ever enforced?
1: No, it's definitely the type of thing that was written in, like, 1782 and has since been forgotten I think, about. I but think
0: it would be so funny if like there's some, like, cop in Minnesota and was all like, oh, what was that one about skunks? You can't do. Can't
1: tease a skunk. So
0: some guys, like, in a park in Minneapolis going, ha-ha, skunk, you're shit. And then, like, this cop's like, excuse me, sir, you're going to jail. Like, that would be funny.
1: It's the trick to this that I just need to yell if I'm not right up to the mic because that's what you just did.
0: I always yell. It's, it's my show. What about Indiana? It's like I'm walking down the street and I'm like da-da-da-da-da and I think of, oh Jesus, and I get an erection. Like, go to jail. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or if you go back to Georgia now, they're going to come arrest you because you ate fried chicken with a fork, like an animal.
0: Fork off. Um, can you be serious, dickhead? Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Casey, for that insightful segment.
1: You're very welcome, Benjamin.
0: There wouldn't be a new year on this show without bringing back a segment that we know you love. It's, well, this is news. but We ask the question, is this really news or not? And we make fun noises such as... And if it's a wrong or a right, or basically what fail or no fail used to be back in the day, if you remember that. Uh, let's start off with 10 words that have been banished in 2023, according to Lake Superior State University. Every year since 17, uh, 1976, it would have been fun if it was 1776, Lake Superior State University has compiled a list of words that they say are banned for the entire year. Now, I don't know what gives them the authority to do this, but apparently they do it. More than a 1,000 everyday terms have made it onto the roll of shame, some more than once apparently. And in 2023, the word that you cannot use, and I'm going to give a big... (coughs) to it because I agree with this. GOAT. Of course, the acronym for greatest of all time. Can I just give another... (coughs) to that one? Because if there is a word that is so misused... It is GOAT. Everybody's a GOAT now. When, honestly, it's greatest of all time, people. There's no such thing as like five greatest. Well, anyway, not the point. I agree with that. Other words that apparently you are not allowed to use in the year 2023, according to Lake Superior State University, include inflection point. That's two words, is it not? Gaslighting. Quiet quitting. Moving forward. Amazing. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Irregardless. And I'm on board with this one. It is what it is. I, I, I don't know how they say that these are words, yet a lot of these are, are multiple words. Apparently, they got 1,500 submissions, and then their judges at the university came up with their top 10. And a spokesperson said of the number one nominee, GOAT, the many nominators didn't have to be physicists or grammarians to determine the literally impossibility and technical vagueness of this wannabe superlative yet it's bestowed on everyone from Olympic gold medalists to Jeopardy champions. I, I couldn't agree with that anymore. Uh, words that they banned in 2022 included, oh, no worries. <coughs> How are Australians meant to live without that? You're on mute and wait, what? Others from previous years include vis-a-vis, information superhighway, I'm like, and for a nation some might not say as skilled at football punditry as a UK, bizarrely outlawed words such as giving 110%. Um, back in 1983, they forebode the word Reaganomics and Y2K and Millennium in the early 2000s. And apparently, uh, Monica Lewinsky was added to the don't say list in 1999. So there you go. I'm going to give that a... <coughs> overall, I like that. I like that notion of banning words. It's a bit of fun there. Um... I should mention today's stories are brought to you by Sky, news.com, uh, news.sky.com. News.com.au is a whole other list in itself. Uh, so a seaside town, here's a fun one, a seaside town's New Year's fireworks were cancelled on the advice of wildlife experts due to the presence of a wandering walrus. It is believed that the mammal who has been come to known as Thor popped up in Scarborough in North Yorkshire on Friday of the last year. That would have been the 34 30th, wouldn't it? Yes, it would have been. Good math, Ben. The Arctic walrus is widely believed to be taking a break during a journey north. It was previously spotted on the Hampshire coastline last month amid sightings as far away as Brittany in France. Scarborough Borough Council, that's a mouthful, cancelled the town's New Year's Eve fireworks display on the advice of the British Divers Marine Life Rescue. Its experts had expressed concerns that loud bangs and bright flashes could cause distress to Thor. They had previously requested people not to disturb the creature and cordons have been put in place. However, it did get large crowds. They said to get some uh, playful behaviour. So even though people were out fireworks, they got to see Thor the walrus. That's kind of cute. I like that. I'm giving that a yay. That is news. I like, I like learning about Thor the walrus. So there you go. Uh, and on the same page as animals, I like a good animal story, the RSPCA in the UK have released their most weird rescues. Of 2022. Now, these included a frog that travelled more than 4,000 miles on a bunch of bananas, as well as a five-foot-long boa constrictor found in a McDonald's restaurant. Also included things from seal pups on cliffs and foxes who had to get who had their heads stuck in various objects. Uh, so, the seal that I mentioned, a six-month-old seal pup called Nacho was discovered next to a riverbank by a pub in Kenyonshire, Bristol in general. was in the UK. Two days later, another seal pup was found on a cliff at Weybourne, Norfolk, 50 feet from the beach. There's some cute pictures here of these little seal pups. I love a good seal. Um, The charity was also called out for a fox trapped in a watering can in Colchester, Essex in February. And another fox found with a large can of dog food in Barking, London. You can't sell that itself. Can you Barking, London? Um, RSPCA Inspector General Dale Grant said it was a warning of how dangerous litter can be. There's a lovely picture here of a fox <laughs> stuck in a watering can. Shouldn't laugh at that. Um, not funny. Uh, there, but there's a fox with its head. Lots of foxes' heads stuck here. Um, the bowl constrictor, by the way, in July, customers eating at a McDonald's in Bognor Regis in West Sussex were confronted by a five-foot-long bowl constrictor slithering through the restaurant. The non-venomous snake was passed on to staff and placed in a box before it was collected by the RSPCA. In August, RSPCA rescuers used barbecue tongs to pull a hedgehog from an open drain in Hull East Yorkshire. And then in September, the fire service was called after another hedgehog fell 25 foot into historic ice house on the Dorney Estates near Scarborough, North Yorkshire. And the banana one with the frogs was called in September, the RSPCA was called, after a his common tree frog travelled 4,300 miles from the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean to the UK in a bunch of bananas. And apparently Ian Holloway from Tamworth, Staffordshire, said we were unpacking the shopping in the kitchen and my wife turned to me and said, look, there's a frog in the bananas. And I said, sorry, there's a what in the bananas? Uh, And apparently the frog was in good condition. So there you go. I like it. I like animals and stuff. So there you go. Uh, let's end on um, an interesting one here. This is from The Mirror in the UK, mirror.co.uk. Uh, apparently, a sleep expert has shared a gross reason why you should never go to bed with wet hair. Sleep expert Max Stevens from The Sleep Checklist has warned of the dangers of going to bed, highlighting that he understands many people struggle to find time to wash and dry, but he's offered some alternatives for those at time poor. Uh, So apparently the structural integrity of your hair weakens when wet and makes it more prone to breakage. Going to bed with wet hair can create frizzy and brittle hair. So if you notice yours isn't, is not in good condition, as it used to be, it's time to ditch the nightly bath or shower. He said, as you toss and turn during your sheep, your hair is, uh, your sheep, well, uh, hello to Nick and the New Zealand listeners, your sleep, your hair is put under pressure. This pressure can cause your hair to snap. And when your hair is wet, it's much easier to cause it. Look, I'm sorry, but this is one of those misleading headlines. The gross reason your hair breaks. Is that that gross? I mean, it breaks, right? Yeah, that's um. I'm not. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with that at all. Very disappointed. Um. Also, I'm gonna stop that. I realised I played the outro for the intro. <laughs> so that means that to close this segment out, that's been wow. This is news. Ben gets a fail for his badness. Let's go. The intro as our outro. <laughs> wow, this is news. It's been a while since I've done this. Wow. How he's been so host in the brink. That's how I end it. You're welcome. Okay, well, this is a fun episode to kick things off for the year. I learnt a lot. I learnt that you can't get an erection in Indiana, and I am wanted in Georgia. So I've only got 49 more states to go until I tick off the bucket list of being wanted across the continental and other parts. What do you say to the other parts of the US? Well, it's not island. Alaska is on an island. The 50 states of the United States?
1: I don't don't think there's... Yeah, I think it's just the 50 states, but the... um like forty eight, it's the, con-
3: it, the the continuous, continuous United yeah. States.
0: Straw poll, um, Puerto Rico and District of Columbia should they be states? Yes. To both. Yes. I agree,
1: especially District of Columbia.
0: I, you know, they've like tried to pass it into law so many times, and it, it's yeah, good, they have because it's a Democrat thing, and the Republicans always shut it down because they well, would lose seats and
1: yes, they would, yeah. and it would give us the majority. All but the isn't time. Puerto
0: Rico Republican?
1: Puerto, um. I don't know. They kind of, I think, flip-flop, but it's like much more a territory and I think they need to be a state so they get the same protections that mm. we do. District of Columbia is basically treated as a state but then gets none of the well, representation. You
0: t- but you didn't you just get representation in either the Senate or the House? You got like one person, I think, or you got some... Rep- I, I watched the thing recently. It was oh, fascinating. God. Yeah, anyway, Politics Brink coming next week with Casey and her insightful Be Serious Dickhead. Um, (laughs) This week on the Be Serious Dickhead podcast. Oh. (laughs) Siri thought I was talking. Hey, Siri. Siri Siri
1: is a dickhead.
0: Hey, Siri, are you a dickhead? No. Hey, Siri. She said she won't respond to that. Well, fuck you. Um, Do all the liking and subscribing because that's what you do. Uh, Any final words to say? In Australia, on this podcast, we'll probably get you on over Zoom. RNR, <laughs> rise,
1: rise, up, up, lights, lights,
0: rise up, lights, rise up, lights. She speaks Australian. Can you actually legitimately give me an Australian accent? Like, come on, you're in Australia. I feel like you have to do this.
1: Truly, the only thing I can say is RNR.
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm Koshi in in Australia. Uh, thank you for your time.
1: You are welcome.
0: You are now going to close out because I didn't. I had, how many times have you on the show last year? Like five times, and not once did I get you to do the closing, which I always get our guests to do. So, I'm
1: pretty sure it was only like three times. Like well, that. Well,
0: you we recorded like one sitting that spread out over like three episodes, and I think I got you on like two over Zoom. So, okay. um, the saying that we close out this show with our famous closing, which two people?
1: Yeah, famous by what standards?
0: That I say so is keep sucking those oranges hobart and good night so can you can if i I wrap this up right now and hand it over to you do you remember that Do you need me to refresh your memory okay right so i am going to go so thank you for joining us and to close out the show let's go to casey
1: keep sucking those oranges hobart and good (laughs) night